Good morning, Sleepy Town. I'm Beau Bartlett, and you're listening to the Art House. Art House Radio on 88.5 WCUG. Coming to you from across the tracks in beautiful downtown Columbus, Georgia. Today's show is the Will Show. That's right, Will. Will is my oldest son, born this week in 1975. That makes him 45 years old this week. We will celebrate his birthday with um, music of his choice. Will has impeccable musical tastes. He can play any instrument. He was a natural from birth. Our relationship for many years has been based upon our connection made through music. Will was born right here in Columbus, Georgia at St. Francis Hospital. He was born a few weeks early. He was a little premature. And although he was small, he was healthy and had the most beautiful locks of light brown hair and clear blue-green eyes. We moved to Pennsylvania when he was four months old, where I entered the Philadelphia College of Art in the fall of 1975. Early on, Will struggled some. He had some problems. He had a lazy eye for which he had to wear a eye patch. And if you know Philadelphia at all, you'll know that the eye hospital there is called Will's Eye Hospital. So when we would take him to the doctor, he felt like he was going to his very own hospital because real big on the outside it said Will's Eye Hospital. The doctors recommended that he have surgery on one eye to help correct the lazy eye. And it was after this surgery that he had to wear the eye patch. And I think this always gave him a little bit of a feeling of being a pirate. Will has always been a little adventuresome, like a swashbuckling pirate. He's inquisitive and he's a problem solver. I recall one time, it was an Easter morning, and Will came in with his Easter basket that the Easter Bunny had brought him. He was happy with the egg selection, candied eggs, hard-boiled eggs, and some little yellow chickadees made out of marshmallows. He goes into the kitchen, sits at the kitchen table. He's eating some of his candy. Then he comes back into my bedroom and looks at me and he says, Dad, there's no Santa, is there? He just like cut straight through the whole Easter Bunny question and just went straight for, Dad, there's no Santa, is there? I didn't know where he had gotten this whole misconstrued concept of no Santa, but I walk into the kitchen and I look around and I see on top of the refrigerator the half-finished bag of yellow chickadees that did not make it into his Easter basket. He's a problem solver. Being a genius is definitely a benefit, but sometimes it just makes things more interesting. We have a fun and interesting show for you today, co-curated by Will Bartlett.
are needing a friend For to follow, for to fend And I haven't got a clue If I'm getting through to you My lighthouse In the violent moonlight I am searching the tide In the vessel in the storm You're the kind host in the port My lighthouse And we'll be there to right our wrongs In the time it took to write this song And we'll beat the ghost with our bare hands and we'll skin the corpse and we'll love and laugh and we'll dance all everlasting day and you'll sing to me everything I meant to say and we'll drink to the gentle, the meek and the kind And the funny little flaws in this earthly design From the reaper ban to the sunderban I will heed your call from the dust and sand And I'll save all my stories for thee
dressed and underprepared Standing in the kitchen Stressing out the host Holding teeth till anyone arrives Excuse yourself and smoke a cigarette outside Standing faces coming up the Greetings as they shuffle past Can't ever show up one time Everybody else, we're alone now. 
friends are gone When your friends won't come So show me where you fit So show me where you fit I'll wait So show me why you're strong Nor everybody else We're alone Volatile mix like hydrogen and oxygen. 
chemical switches thrown in the dark All it takes is a spark to begin You're listening to The Art House on 88.5 WCUG, coming to you from way down in Columbus, Georgia. One time, when Will was a young teenager, I think around 14, it would have been in the early 90s, maybe 1990, the summer of 1990, I had the bright idea that we should have a three-generation road trip across the country. My dad met us in Pennsylvania. He'd driven up from Georgia in a yellow Chevy station wagon with wood paneling on the sides. He named the car Susie, and we had a pop-up trailer that went behind it. And Will and his little brother Man, who was eight, and my dad, who was about 60, 65, and me, I was probably 30, 35. We each started traveling across the country. We had a list. Each of us had a list of the things we wanted to see as we drove across the country. I remember mine was, um, I wanted to see Wounded Knee, North Dakota. My father wanted to see the place where he had gotten married on the beach in California. Man wanted to see the Grand Canyon and Will wanted to find Jimi Hendrix's childhood home. You have to remember this was pre-internet, so there was really no way to find some of the things that we were looking for the way it would be easier nowadays to find these things. So everywhere we went, every town we went, across Ohio, Will would stop and we would stop at a gas station and we would ask, where's Jimi Hendrix's childhood home? We went through Ohio, we went through Detroit, we figured Motown, it might be there. Everywhere we asked, people didn't know. Sometimes they'd give us clues and point us to the next city, maybe it's in Chicago. So we went from town to town. I remember going to Wounded Knee in South Dakota, my special place, powerful place. And after that we went to Little Bighorn, where the Battle of Little Bighorn was. We kept driving west. One night we had to stop, not at a, at a campground, but we had to stop at a motel because it was torrential thunderstorms and we did, couldn't use our pop-up tent at a, at a campground. That night the boys were watching, I think it was a, a movie on TV, and it was not really appropriate for, for kids their age, so I told them to just self-edit. If there was something on the screen they shouldn't see, they should just cover their eyes and cover their ears. My dad didn't like this approach to parenting. We started to have some tiffs. Three generations in one station wagon driving across the country. Four human beings, all strong-willed, all with the Bartlett gene. And we drove on across the country in our different moods and bickering and hungers and heat of summer. Within a week or 10 days, we made it to the West Coast. We made it to Seattle, where Will had enough knowledge to know that Jimi Hendrix had spent some time there. We asked around and no one knew where Jimi Hendrix's childhood home was. The next week was spent driving down the West Coast Highway on our way to try to find where my father was married. We drove through San Francisco, all the way asking for Jimi Hendrix's home. Susie, our Chevy station wagon, held up great. At times the pop-up tent trailer behind us almost came off the road and we almost went off the cliffs of the highway. We'll videoed with our video camera the whole experience, often to a soundtrack of Jimi Hendrix playing on his tape player. Hendrix's electric guitar was the soundtrack as we careened down the California coast. My father told me on more than one occasion that my children's lifestyle was interfering with his lifestyle, that my type of parenting was interfering with his lifestyle. At the end of each day, my dad would write in his journal and read the Bible. Will would bring his amplifier out in front of the pop-up tent 
and play his electric guitar at the campgrounds. Finally, we made it to Santa Rosa Beach, where my dad was certain the Garden of Allah Hotel would still exist, but it didn't. There was no hotel. We couldn't find it. So we had a little ritual on the beach where we all held hands and thanked my father for getting married to my mother and thanked him for our lives. Without him and my mom, we knew we wouldn't be there. We gave a ritual of thanks in the setting sun on the beach. I love rituals, so I videotaped it. That night, we were staying at a friend's house up on Mulholland Drive. On our way there, we stopped by the Hollywood sign. We all looked at the Hollywood sign, appreciating our road trip. As we were driving back down the Hollywood Hills, a skirmish erupted in the car. Man was in the very back. Will was in the middle seat. And my dad was sitting beside me and man did something. Will yelled at him. I thought Will was yelling at my father. I was trying to protect my father's mood and I turn around and I yell at Will and I say, stop it, Will. And another word or two is expressed and I say, in a moment, I say, get out of this car. That was the moment. Will finally did something I'd asked him to do. He hops out of the car and disappears into the Hollywood Hills. I drive halfway down the block and turn around and come back and Will is gone. He's nowhere to be found. We spend the night looking for him in the Hollywood Hills, driving along Hollywood Boulevard, seeing all of the young folks, all of the homeless folks, all of the night workers, we are terrified that we will never see him again. After all night of searching, unsuccessful, we return to my friend's house on Mulholland Drive, and Will is there, inside, laying on the sofa. He had walked the 12 miles to my friend's house, following Mulholland Drive, until he got there, and he found it. We all piled in the car, we began driving eastward across I-10 with only the briefest stop at the Grand Canyon before driving on across Texas eastward to Georgia and Jimi Hendrix's house it was way back in Seattle we had missed it it has since been torn down and doesn't exist any longer but the trip with us in the car, traveling across the country, and the views out the windows of the traffic and the trains and the prairies still exist with the soundtrack of Hendrix sitting on a shelf on videotape. Carry on through the storm. 
for anyone Look at the birds, look at the bees, madame, it's all the same to me Look at the girls, look at the gold, gathered, beaten, bought and sold One man's innocence is another's chance What were you thinking of? What were you thinking of? Now please let me boil it down to this, my son This party's getting wet, but it ain't over yet So what is it gonna be? What is it gonna be? What is it gonna be? Just like the waves Cover the coastal plain The fear and the guilt and the pain And the trace of honeybee jealousy Of well-insulated bigotry The Waves by The Villagers. A little while there, Will. At the end, it's a beauty. So you might ask, where is Will now? Well, he graduated high school in Pennsylvania. He went to Steppenwolf Theater in Chicago for a while. He went to the West Coast for a while. Eventually he got married. He has two kids now. He, they are teenagers. He worked at Apple at, in Cupertino for many years in California. And now he is on the beach in California, surfing most days. He has a sprinter van, and he's living the dream. It's a good life, y'all. I love Will. If you're out there and you are a son or a daughter, you know how it is with your parents. It's not always easy. I can tell you though, I want to tell you all that your parents love you more than anything in the world. Your parents love you. Be reassured in that. Regardless of how you feel or think about them, they love you. I love you, Will. Thanks for lending your incredible musical ear to our listeners today. It's a great selection, thank you. Going back to the beginning, we heard Zionsville by Kurong Ben, and we heard Sweet Thang by Shuggy Otis, My Lighthouse by The Villagers, Things Are Gonna Be Alright by Acetone, Early to the Party by Andy Schauff, Retrograde by James Blake, Your Chemical Switches by Andrew Bird, and during the story, Desert Raven by Jonathan Wilson. Carry On With Me by Junius Mavant. 
and then Elusive by Scott Matthews. See Through by Arthur Russell and Teardrop by Massive Attack. Lost in a Crowd by Woods. And then we heard The Waves by The Villagers. Great selection, Will, thank you. Behind us here is, again, Zionville by Kurangbin. I want to thank Matthew Moon for putting our show together today. Thank you, Matt. Great work. I want to thank all of the restaurants in Columbus that have had curbside takeout service during the pandemic. Many still will continue, and some may be opening now. We'll just see how it goes. Um, I want to thank 11th and Bay, Bear Roots, Chili Thai, Country's Barbecue, Dinglewood, Iron Bank, Jarfly, Ride on Smoothies, Salt Cellar, and Wicked Hen. They are just among some of the restaurants that have had curbside takeout service during the pandemic. So thank you all, thank everyone, and thank all of the caregivers and the care workers for their hard work, their continued hard work during this time. I ask everyone to stay safe, continue social distancing, wear your masks and gloves, and wash your hands and protect yourself and others. We're all in this. We can do it. Uh, Visit the website. That's arthouseradio.com, A-R-T-H-A-U-S radio.com. You can see the complete playlist and hear our archived shows. Hope you'll make some art today. We have but one life, so let's live it and make this world a better place. Thanks for listening. See you right back here next week. Love and light, y'all.